We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. This episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Tickets for Less. Tickets for Less is a Kansas City-based company selling sporting event and concert tickets throughout the world. Tickets for Less hooked us up with a signed ball from last year's Final Four squad that we are giving away on our Twitter page. Check out the Twitter page at Ain't No Seats Pod for details. Tickets for Less is the best in the business because they charge no fees. Use the discount code Ain't No Seats at checkout to receive a discount. Head football coach of the University of Kansas Jayhawks, Coach Last Tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Hey, what's good? We're back. We got two episodes this week, B-Turn. Episode 9, Ain't No Seats. How you doing? Good, man. A huge week. I mean, we talked about maybe biggest week during the streak. You got biggest At week Tech Saturday, who's tied with us for second in the Big 12, and then revenge game against K-State Monday night, which could almost decide the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We talked about it. Biggest week in streak history, um, especially when it comes to extending the streak. Like, you know, we could maybe go one and one and have a ch- Well, we can't go one and one and that one loss be K-State. The one loss has to be at Tech. But if, we, if we're going to extend the streak and be confident we're going to extend the streak, I think we got to go 2-0 and this week. Yeah, well, Saturday... Like, Saturday is a must-win, but Monday's an even more must-win, <laughs> if that weird. makes sense. It's just been a lot of must-win games. We, I mean, we could lose Saturday, but if we lose, I mean, most definitely have to win on Monday, especially because you don't want to get swept by an in-state rival. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a rev- it's going to be a huge, big atmosphere at Allen. If we win Saturday, I can't imagine what that place is going to be like on Monday. It's going to be bananas. And, I mean, the thing about winning Saturday is – controlling your own destiny is always way more fun like we'll obviously still and just the better position to be in we'll, we'll still have a shot with a loss at tech but uh we won't control our destiny at all we'll have to pray that k-state loses to us obviously and then loses somewhere else along the way which when you look at the remaining schedule they have at tcu maybe feels like the only yeah. potential loss on the rest of their schedule other than us so let's just win out baby let's win yeah. both and let's just keep rolling you can only control what you control, so KU's just got to take care of business, not worry about other teams, and if you win Saturday, you have a chance to tie K-State on Monday night at the best venue in sports. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's say it. We'll <laughs> go ahead and say it, especially that night with what's on the line. with how the, if And if you're coming off a win at Tech, knowing that we could put ourselves in first place at the conference, 
Allen Fieldhouse will be at a whole nother level. I'm talking angry Allen Fieldhouse. I'm talking hype Allen Fieldhouse. Students will be – I've heard there's like over 200 camping groups. Um, one of you KU students out there, shout us out and give us the to- actual number. But that seems pretty absurd. I don't know. Back when back when I was there, I feel like the camping groups were around like 170. I don't even remember. But yeah, 200 plus is crazy. Yeah. Fans are going to be – it's going to be one of those games where the students just wrap to the corners. It's I, I can't wait. Um we knew we knew coming into the year that at Tech was going to be one of the biggest games. So you take care of business there. Monday becomes even bigger, and then they beat us already. So KU fans are going to, like you said, they're going to be angry. And Allen Fieldhouse is going to be probably the best atmosphere of the year. It oh, yeah. has to be, no doubt. Um, another thing, I guess, before we get into everything, we uh, if you haven't listened to our Tyshawn Taylor interview, I'm telling you guys, go give it a listen. It was unreal. Tyshawn was totally unfiltered didn't care about anything just came and told some incredible stories for literally like 90 minutes i think so literally it was awesome. yeah literally any ku fan would enjoy the shit out of it and even like not even ku fans any yeah. any college athlete any call like any fan of college sports would love it shit that he's never told before ku fans probably not even heard before yeah not literally 90 minutes of him just talking we're just sitting back laughing enjoying him talking it was one of the coolest things ever just because us three are diehard KU fans yeah it was so much fun um so definitely go check that out and uh hopefully we have another guest coming for you guys next week we're working on that we've uh we obviously tweeted out asking who you guys want to see and you guys have (laughs) sent us a lot of names so we'll see what we can do um but I do just want to get into kind of the way we always preview games we kind of uh combine it with gambling a little bit so uh, let's start with the tech game. Producer AB, how you doing? Hit us with that line. Hit us with that over-under. Well, uh, first I'm going to go ahead and update you guys on the standings because, uh, no. you know. Big week again for you. Massive week. We all did very well. I was 5-0. and oh. uh, You guys are both 4-1. and one. What, uh, Which one did we lose again? Uh, Ryan lost the, one of the K-State games. West Virginia KU over. I dominated the K-State games I had. Okay, yeah, two and And up. you had K- or Texas against K-State. So I took Texas against K-State, like, on the pod last week. Sick and then offense, I, really. And then I took uh, I took K-State to beat Iowa State just because I thought they would split, and then K-State lost. So I was like, I got to cheer against K-State for this game. Yep. Just for the race. Not, not trying to throw any shots at K-State, but I switched to Iowa State last second and got that one. So. Yep. Yep, it's all fair. He did it like right after the Texas game, so we'll uh, we'll count it. But yeah, uh, I'm 21 and 12. You guys are both tied at 19 and 14. So uh, it's close coming down the home stretch. I'm that's, excited. To that's see. profitable, folks. Should we start selling our picks on Twitter? I would. I mean, I would probably pay monthly for my picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 19 and 14. I mean, that's money. So if you want to make free money, buy our picks. We'll stop giving them out for free on the pod. Naturally, we're gonna go like 0 and 6 this weekend. But. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's we should give more guys. updates about our picks on Twitter, like after games. True. Let's I don't know do if people it. really care that much or not, but if you guys do, let us know. I mean, I'm looking at them right after every game. So. Yeah, we need more feedback on the gambling <clears throat> segment. Yeah. I don't know. If, do people love it? You think? Hammer, hammer. People love it. <laughs> <laughs> Weird hammer. Yeah. All right, Av. Hit us with the lines. All right, we'll start with uh, the Texas Tech game on Saturday. Um, KU is a six-point underdog. I had to try to say that without laughing. Wow. And uh, the over-under is 132. Um, again, honor system. Your boy's going to start. And we're going to start with an absolute hammer lock Uh-oh. free play of the year. <laughs> year. You do not give William Self six points in a conference game. I'm hammering KU plus six. I'm hammering KU money line. And I'm hammering... <laughs> Over 132. That's all I'm going to say about it. Wow. A lot of hammers coming from all angles. So over-under is 132. Well, the over is 132 because you don't have to talk about the under. <laughs> well, you say six points with Bill Self in a Big 12 game, but that's six points with a whole week to prepare Yeah, even for one of, the, one of the biggest games of the street. For what it's worth, Tech also had a week to prepare. But they don't. Have but Bill it's Chris Self. Beard and Bill Self. I'm going to take Self. And we've already talked about how absurd Self's record is on the road, and mm-hmm. also we've talked about with his record. I think with like a week to three prepare. Three plus days to prepare. I think yeah, is three what plus it was. days. Well, I mean, let's just look at it. Think about it this way, Bill. Think about when he's gotten upset in NCAA tournaments, Elite Eight games. You get one day to prepare for a team. Uh, for uh, second round games. Northern Iowa, Stanford, Wichita State, all those games. You get one day to prepare. 
you take away those first years early on with Bucknell and Bradley, which were just kind of fluky, he wins in the Sweet 16 a lot. He wins in the first round of the Final Four. Two and one in that game. He wins all the time in the first round. So it's like game doesn't count. Yeah, when you give him none of our losses count. It sounds like (laughs) when you give him a week to prepare in those NCAA tournament games, he's killing it. So if you give him a week in the Big Twelve Conference play, I'm even more confident. No, I mean his Sweet Sixteen record just speaks for itself because obviously we've went further than that many times and. We don't lose in the Sweet 16 much. How many yeah. times that we lost to Michigan State in 09? And then Michigan. Michigan. So unless we play a that Michigan a team, too. unless we that play a Michigan count. team in the Sweet 16, we don't lose. Trey Burke for life. Yeah. Go I mean, Blue, baby. We dom- We were controlling both those games. I mean, we talked about that with Tyshawn yesterday. Like the Michigan State game, we controlled that game, and they were just a, probably a better team than us. You can So you can just tell that our teams are prepared mm-hmm. for Sweet 16 games because, like you said, you control all those games. We had Michigan on the ropes late Michigan State like Tyshawn said in our interview that team just wasn't as experienced as other KU yeah, squads we were up double digits in that game too in the second half like, well we we're up like 12 or 14 like 12 minutes to go yeah and but, then just kind of fell apart because like Ty said they just they had seniors and we didn't so but yeah give give Bill Self a week to prepare with the team that's clicking right now playing together freshmen are stepping up and I think it's obvious you have to take KU plus six yeah I'd take KU plus six and Many Big Twelve games. Yeah, but I was shocked. Every at that Big line. Twelve game. But I mean, everyone knows what's on the line right now. Everyone knows what's at stake. I think KU comes out and plays well, and I think I got us winning. But if you're going to give me six points, I'll take the six. Yeah, I mean, I hate to agree with you guys, but uh, definitely have to. I mean, let's just look at everything on paper here. We didn't have Marcus when we played them the first time. He'll be back. Not that Culver like tore us up. I think he had ten points against us, but. That was with a young Ochai guarding him. Now we're going to throw Marcus on him, I would imagine. Um, as long as he is healthy, it sounds like he will be. We controlled that game. We went it by 16, but honestly, I think we we were playing better than a 16-point win. Like I think we were up 20 with a couple minutes left. So definitely confident having Marcus back. And another thing about that game, we did have Vic, but like Mitch and Big Dave really were like no factor. Like They didn't hardly play, and if they did, I, I think they combined for like zero points. So... With those two coming along, especially against a physical team like Tech, you have to take KU plus six. And I hate that we're all saying this with the biggest game of the year coming up, but it just that line is absurd by Ken Palm. He butchered West Virginia. He might be butchering this line as well. Hot seat, Ken Palm. I, w- I would hammer the idea that it's not going to be plus six in Vegas mm-hmm. just because I'd the, say plus three or four. That's yeah, that's what thinking. I would think. Just because Ken Palm, all he takes into account are numbers. And, you know, Vegas is going to take into account who's coaching, who's, yeah. you know, the past stats we've talked about. So I would say it's closer to three or four, but, I mean, we're not going to be favored. So so what if I told you the line was three and a half? What are you taking? You still well, taking if, I hammered, if I hammered the money line, I'm still taking the hawks. I got, yeah, I said I got KU winning, so I'd take any points, obviously. Yeah, I guess that's just kind of what we're rolling. We all are pretty confident in Billy Does, Eugene Self to lead us with a week to prepare. Is it crazy to say this game? I mean, last year I think it was later, but does this game still remind you of the game at oh, Tech last year? Absolutely. Um, and I think the guy we need, which is the same position the guy stepped up last year, is Devon. Yep. Kind of maybe take the game over like Devontae did last year. Yeah, I mean, obviously Dotson's been elite. We need him to continue to be. He uh, he had 20 last time, and I think, honestly, Moretti is – I mean, for them, I don't think Moretti's a good matchup guarding Dotson. Dotson's super quick. He played – Ready plays pretty good defense, but at a certain point, like, he's a white guard. Like, Dotson's just going to roast him. That's just the rules of basketball, and that's, that's what he did in game one. I thought at that time that was Dotson's best game of his career, and uh, he's obviously since that game just played the best basketball he's played all year. So, got to think he's ready to go, and he'll be hopefully a Devontae-type performance, but that's asking a lot of an 18-year-old kid. Yeah, we need someone to take over the game, and Devon really, Devon really started to get going once we played Tech at home. His season, career, whatever has changed since then. So, need a guy that'll take over down the stretch almost because we've been sketchy on the road. I know we won one at TCU, but we need a guy that'll take control and take like run sets and yeah. get, get people going late in the game just because, like I said, we've been sketchy on the road. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how much that TCU game changes, like the confidence level, the energy level, just everything about playing on the road for guys like KJ who stepped up, Dotson, uh, 
I mean, Diedrich last time against Tech had 25 and 10. We That was kind of the – remember we talked that pod after that game. Like, we used Diedrich in a lot of fun ways. We got him outside the perimeter. He's shooting lights out from three right now. So, I'm hoping that we come out and we play – last year at Tech, we came out and played incredible offense. We were moving the ball. Like, yeah. that team – obviously, that's a veteran team we and a were, huge game. But it was a fun game to watch just offensively. Yeah, we hit a lot of shots in that game. Like yeah. Everyone was hitting them, too. I remember Marcus had that crazy dunk. Oh, yeah. Over – like, just – he dribbled through the defense and just yammed Damn. one. Yeah. So, definitely want to see the guys come out loose. Hopefully, that TCU game has got them really loose. And uh, I'm excited to see how Diedrich plays. I mean, he played great last time. We shut down Odiasi, and it was interesting because, like I said, we were mainly playing four guards. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. you got to think we're going to play more of the two bigs as we've had lately. I mean, I guess let's talk about it. What do you see with Marcus coming back? Do you think he's starting right away, or do you think we'll bring him off the bench? It's tough to tell. I just like if maybe he's 80 or 90% or even under that, yeah. probably come off the bench. Just because what we have going right now – we look solid, and we kind of look like we're getting hot again. Yeah. So I don't know if you mess with the starting lineup, but Marcus is also our best defender. Yeah, it's so and hard. Like, It's one of those things where if he doesn't start, he's probably going to play 30-plus minutes because he's going to be on their best player. Because I also want to see what Q does coming off the bench. Yeah. So you start Devon, Marcus, and Ochai at the guard spots. They're, I think all three of those together would be great defensively. So – Maybe you even put Ochai on Culver just because he's so long. Yeah. And then you put the other two on the white boys, Mooney <laughs> and uh, Mar- uh, what's his name? Moretti. Moretti, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said before we even recorded, it's like this tech team, man, they're just – they're not intimidating. Like even K- like K-State's not super intimidating, but they've got Dean Wade, Barry Brown. Like even Xavier Sneed hits big shots all the time. Like they've got guys where you're just like, if that guy plays well tonight – it's really scary, but like the only dude on tech that scares me is Culver, and I think that we have the perfect personnel to shut him down, whether it be Ochai, who held him to 10. He did get murdered on a dunk, but other than that, uh, we've got Garrett and Ochai. So, like, there's just – tech might win, and they're favored by six, so obviously they're a good squad, but it's like, oh, man, I'm not scared of them. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I could see Bill throwing a crazy defense at him, maybe boxing one on Culver. Culver's an NBA player, so he's probably going to get his. He's probably going to get around 20, but you can't let the other guys kill you. Yep. And that's my, my theme of the week. I wrote it right here is guard the white boys. Oh, a little new B-turn theme of the week. I like that. Mooney and Moretti the are their second and third leading scorers, the only other two that are averaging double figures. They both can shoot, hit mid-range. They're like sneaky good players, but yeah. in, in Allen Fieldhouse, we were leaving Moretti open. I'm like, dude. Yeah. He, he actually was our leading scorer. Yeah, you cannot leave that guy open. I think that's a guy that could kill you at Tech because mm-hmm. he gets on a roll, the crowd gets going. and Yeah. it's uh, I like that guard the white boys because, like, we we have the athlete. Like, even though Grimes hasn't played great and even though Dotson's young and Ochai's young, it's like you can't deny how freaking athletic and quick those dudes are. So when you do look at the white boys, it's like it's a tough matchup for them, and they know that too, like – you see Ochai, who's freaking looking like Giannis on the other side of the court. You're like, dang, crazy. how am I score on this guy? So, I think you're right. If we control those two, let Culver get his. He's playing at home. He's going to play in a jacked crowd. It's going to be crazy. Which, by the way, how is this game not college game day? Because Duke's a team. Oh, yeah. Zion Williamson's alive. Uh, it's hard. I, I, I see a lot who of people. They, who do they play Saturday? Fucking Syracuse, dude. It's a joke. <laughs> I feel like we should be game day just because these teams have been – before the year, they were ranked like top-ranked teams and both went deep in the tournament last year. And with how big this game is for the conference, I feel like this should be this would be a perfect opportunity for game day. You don't see many game days down at Tech either. So, I mean, especially when they came out a few weeks ago with the game time, it felt like it was for sure being set up to be game yeah. time. I think it's like a 6 o'clock game. I disagree with that. Why? They typically do the game day game at 5. Yeah, but last week, was Kentucky-Tennessee at 5? No. Well, that was Roasted. the easiest Boom. game I ever win. to predict, <laughs> by the way. Okay. But, no, I see your – I guess I just thought when they said that, oh, that must be when they're throwing the primetime slot in. I do want to say this. We get mad at ESPN a lot about the things they do for Duke and Zion and all that stuff, but it's like I see 
I see both sides of it. B turns shaking his head, but it's like, no, I don't care. He it's makes cool money. Like I don't. All I tune into Duke games to watch Zion. He does absurd things. So it's like, I see a lot of people ranting about it now. I will say cutting our game short to go to a Duke game, but then not cutting the game before us short to show our game. Kind of dumb when they were both like thirty point games. Whatever. We don't need to get on a tangent. No, about here's Zion. my thing about. Let me let me just say one thing. With Zion, like my thought, it's like the boy who cried wolf because they're going to show a crossover in the lane. They're going to show a regular tomahawk dunk on a fast break where no one's within half a court of them, and those are like normal things that happen in every single basketball game. Any NBA prospect can do that. But the problem is, is when he has that dunk against, or not the dunk, the block the against block. Virginia a couple weeks ago. They post it, and everyone's like, oh, another post about Zion. Yeah. And like it's like they post so much about him where I get there's a point where it makes money, and yeah. it gets views, and it gets reactions, which regardless of negative or positive, they're still getting people to talk about it. But there's also a point where it's like, when are they going to take them seriously, where it's like, okay, that's actually the best play of all time. Like you said, you're <laughs> yeah, like, the block. people that think this block isn't impressive just because it's ESPN and Zion talking about it are absurd. Yeah, and because that block was stupid and people just couldn't see the difference, they thought it was just because it was Zion. But no, honestly, like, my favorite Duke tweet this year was when I can't remember if it was RJ or Zion. It was like Floyd Mayweather, very impressed with Duke, and they, they go over to Floyd and he's just like sitting there emotionless. Yeah, and like then, hardly <laughs> even made a face. And uh, ESPN's like, "Wow, what a face! That guy's stunned by the performance by Zion." And, and there I was. Like, was there was one, it was a post-game I interview. Floyd put $2 million on this game. <laughs> the clip that pissed me off about Duke was it was like a post-game interview, and they were talking to Zion, and he like said something about R.J. Barrett, how it was <laughs> yeah. like, it was like, oh, I thought R.J. would dunk it or something. And like their caption was... Like skull emojis. Yeah. Like, dead. Oh my God, I'm so dead that Zion <laughs> said this, if he's trolling R.J. And like 17 laughing emojis. It was the least funny thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It's, I mean, Duke... Zion's turned into a cornball Duke guy. I'll say, I'll tell you that. Like, you can't go there and not turn into that. Yeah, I mean, the brotherhood, all that stuff. Like, Zion has gotten that way, but yeah, ESPN plays into that stuff with the OMG dead at this Zion interview. He's so funny. It's like, okay, guys, it chill was out the most generic bit. thing of all time, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gonna keep. It's only gonna get bigger with March coming up when there are more oh, more eyes on the absurd. sport. Like, imagine ACC tournament week when. Mm-hmm. All and it's because it's mostly been ESPN so far, and that's all an ESPN production. Yeah, like maybe I don't think CBS is going to like turn down the opportunity to hype the piss out of them. No. Oh, they definitely take every opportunity to yeah. talk about Duke, no matter what. So. But Zion, I mean, it's like a once in a generation type dude. I've never no seen it. I've never seen a dude built like him. Never seen a dude jump like him. Everyone knows he's absolutely insane. But how cool? Like, how hype would you be if Duke lost early in the tournament? It would Just because be. it's Duke. I know you guys don't really like him, but. I would Andy and King then, for that to happen. And then we don't have to hear about them, hopefully. <laughs> Andy King, he just memed uh, verbally. But can you imagine, like, Coach K, he would either fake an injury, fake a surgery, he would throw a fit in somebody's locker room about some unsportsmanlike conduct that the other team did, like he did when Oregon beat them. So I need it. I need it badly. It would be so funny. It would kill ratings for, like, the March Madness people. I don't give a shit about that. Me neither, but it would be funny because those people would be so heated because Zion in a Final Four will do probably some of the best Final Four numbers they've had in a while. So as college basketball fans, I can see you kind of arguing that you need Zion in the Final Four, but I'd much rather them lose to, like, Mercer in the first round or something. Oh, my God. If they lost to Mercer, I would throw a party. (laughs) Because it almost, it almost seems inevitable that they'll at least make the Final Four right now. They're well, I mean, good. hell, their odds to win the title are like plus 160. Yeah, it's like in pot. Like, I try to say they're not going to win at all, but then I'm like, dude. It's almost worth they it might if have you the can top get three like picks. minus 200 on them not winning it. I know it's a tough lay, but God, man, that kind of value on just literally the field is yeah. crazy to me. Guys, we're getting sucked into it. We just got sucked into the Duke Vortex, we really and we just like went on a tangent about Duke. Let's get back. We were talking about Tech. We were talking about KU Tech and why that game should be game day. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's talk over-under 132. I think we're all pretty in agreement at KU plus six. The over-under 132, though, uh, I think I'm going to take the under. I don't know where you guys stand on that. I'm probably going to take the under in a pretty low-scoring game. 
the Hawks win, squeak one out in a low-scoring, ugly game where we just grind it. So I hope that's the case, and that's what I'm taking. What'd you take, AB? 75-68, Jayhawks. <laughs> Wow. That's the over, I believe. I don't know the math on that. Who was that? But 68. That would be 145. Yeah, again, math. 143. Better math. Oh, yeah, it's over by quite a bit. Yeah, 75, I'm gonna, 68. I'm going to take Bob over Davis also. I, we thought under at Allen Fieldhouse with these two teams, but. We went off. I think it's easily, yeah, easily over. Because the Hawks at were Allen. Yeah. offensively. We were hitting shots. I bet it's like 70 to. 14. 72.67. <laughs> is, that, is that not over? That's I don't a know. 139. Yeah, I'm taking over. Okay. 72.67. I thought you were taking the under. Math's so hard when you're trying to think of it quick. Well, I mean, math hard. It's, math's hard in general. Yeah. I can't so, even talk about it without stuttering. Okay, so I've got the under 132. B-turn's got the over. Overs. And your impression. I've got like you... six hammers this week, and the <laughs> yeah. over in the Texas Tech KU. I'm sorry, Texas Def KU game is one of the hammers. Hammer the over. Okay, so we're all. I mean, I'm confident, and I think I I've said too. it. I don't. I don't think we necessarily need to rehash it. Bill Self wins these type of games. Said it all year. Last year at Tech, he's the best on the road. Best with some time to prepare. Yeah, I mean, he's done it time and again. Last year at Tech, at Baylor two years ago with Josh Jackson in a top five matchup. At K-State in 2010 with Sharon. Like, he just wins these must-win road games. And to me, it's like, why would you bet against him? And why would you not bet on him with six points? So Yeah. you. I mean, we could lose a close one. and You still cover, obviously. But Texas Tech's a little hot right now. They've won four straight. Mm-hmm. But and they've three, of those, three of those four are the bottom three teams in the league. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. They dominated all of them. And... They're only giving up 54 points over those four games. So we know they're good defensively, but also those teams aren't close to what KU is right now. And that Baylor, I mean, that Baylor game, they won by freaking, what, 28 points or 25 points? And so that looks like an – it kind of looked like Baylor was sliding, and then last night Baylor goes in and wins an aim. So it's like, holy shit, how good was I – or how good was Tech in that game if they're beating a team that just won an aim? The only thing with that is Makai didn't play in the Tech game. Good call. I'm pretty sure. It's a very good call. Yeah, probably right. I mean, Baylor just... But weird. still, 25 against anyone's yeah, impressive. Yeah, obviously 31 over West Vaughn. I think they won by 28 over OSU. So, yeah, you're right. They really haven't played a top-tier team or at least consistently top-tier teams in a while. So, let's hope that they... Uh, they aren't you. They aren't ready for us is my goal. But I think Beard's going to be pretty prepared. Okay, I want to play devil's advocate really quick. I know you just said Tech hasn't really beaten you know the top teams in the Big 12 since they've been hot. Devil's advocate, clearly we're confident about KU right now, but how much of that confidence is coming from us turning a corner and starting to look good and Dotson starting to play well, everyone's starting to kind of come together, um, but how much of that is just us playing a really bad Oklahoma State team at home, a really bad West Virginia team at home, and then winning a game at TCU, which obviously we struggled on the road, so it meant a lot to get a road win. But, I mean, they just lost to Oklahoma State. They've lost, what, like four in a row? Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they look like they kind of stink. They're, what, second, third to last in the Big 12? So how much of it is we're actually good now compared to we're just beating the shit teams in our conference? I mean, I think the thing that leaves me confident, even though you're right, we haven't played the best teams, but, I mean, it's guys like Big Dave who played well on Saturday, even dunked a ball. Mitch is playing so good, best basketball of his career probably. Dotson's getting better. Ochai's staying consistent. And we're adding Marcus Garrett back to the fold. And Grimes even, I know people are frustrated. He's just not making shots. Like he's pretty much playing pretty solid basketball the rest of the time. So it's like I think not only have we beaten bad teams, but we're playing well in the process, which it's not like we're just looking at the standings and being like, oh, we won three games. We're back. Like the actual product on the court has improved, and I don't think anyone could argue that. Yeah, um, just one road win for me gave me confidence. TCU's not good, but you also, Bill says it's so tough to win on the road, and just winning that one hopefully gives, looks like it's given us some confidence. I know the teams we played aren't that good, but you also got to take care of everyone on your schedule. Dotson looks like, we've said it, looks like maybe the best point guard in the Big 12 right now. He's carrying us. Oach looks comfortable, and like you said, Dave and Mitch have been unreal lately. But I like, I like that point. We really haven't played great teams lately either tc's like, near the bottom now right and that's kind of part of it too is i know you can do this with sports just in general 
but like just think what if kj misses that floater like everything changes oh, right now it's and i know you can do that with literally every team's win and loss like well what if this happened instead but i mean literally like you just said yeah the product's been improving but we're one missed eight foot floater away from still having one win on the road mm-hmm. still you know we're two back in the big 12 instead and even though we look good in that game we played well the whole time that would be a loss instead of a win yeah, that's what I was going to kind of say. It's like that TCU game we did almost lose, but also everything about that TCU game other than a two-minute stretch where we just completely melted down, we were pretty good. So I still, obviously a loss would have caused an absolute meltdown just because of how we lost, but we did show signs of being just a better team that night as well. So Yeah, I think it. I feel like if you asked all the players about that game, that they would say that that gave them a shit ton of confidence because mm-hmm. so many times on the road we were in it late and we just couldn't finish it off and we finally did it. But the thing with KJ with me is what if he comes off the bench and produces the rest of the year now yeah. just because of those shots he made? He was our leading scorer on Saturday. <laughs> he was tied with, was it Devon or Diedrich? Uh, Devon, I think. I think both of they them. They both had 15. I think yeah. three guys had 15. Maybe okay. maybe Diedrich had 16 and then KJ and Devon had 15. Out, but yeah. it was, yeah, fairly but even. But KJ, his shot looks good right now. They're finally starting. Like, he's been getting them up, like we say, but he's, they're finally starting to fall. No, yeah, I think my favorite tweet, somebody sent it at us. It might have been Zach. I don't know. He, uh... He said, can we stop making jokes about KJ being the best player on the team? Because uh, he is. And, like, literally, KJ is, the last two games, has been maybe the most important player on the floor when you factor into it. Obviously, that's probably exaggerating a little bit. But, again, going back to the original point that got us on this, it is uh, just very telling when you see things like KJ playing well, Dotson playing better, Diedrich, all those guys playing better. Everything is – we're looking better on the court even though we weren't playing good teams. And we talked earlier about how Texas Tech doesn't scare us, but the only thing with me would be their defense. But the thing with us is I think we're going to become a great defensive team once Marcus is 100%, and that might be Saturday. Yeah. I said already our three guards can match up with most guys. Yep. I think they can keep guys in front of them. I think we can become that team that's decently scary on defense. So – we talk tech, tech doesn't have many scores, so maybe we can hold them low on Saturday and win ugly, like you said. Yep, absolutely, and I think that's kind of what we've always thought this team's going to have to do if they're going to make a run is become that super good defensive team, and I think it's possible, and like you said with Mark coming back, it'll be huge. But I do want to throw this thing out there. It's a new tweet I just saw. There's a new KU Big 12 prop bet. So as we transition to K-State here, before we did that, I wanted to discuss this. The new prop bet is – Will KU win the Big 12? Yes is the underdog at plus 150. No, minus 170. If you guys had to bet money right now, where are you putting your money? That value is so stupid for no. Especially with us. Who would take minus 170 for no with us? Yeah. That's what's crazy to me, but that makes you think that there are like big bettors that have forced their hand and put enough money on it to like, you know, make it that kind of value. But I think all of us would say... <laughs> Probably go with yes. I'm going with yes because I think a tie is extremely likely. And we all think we're going to beat Tech. We just went through that. And I would think we all think we're going to at least win at Allen. I don't know if we're going to cover at Allen or not. But at Allen against K-State on Monday. If we win both these games, there's almost no way we don't win the Big How fun will it be when we win these next two games and then lose at OU and at Oklahoma State? (laughs) We're so good at Stillwater. (laughs) Can't wait. But, yeah, you win Saturday, and I feel like it's almost a lock to at least share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, it's so scary. I keep thinking like you're right. It feels that way, but then it's like, damn, dude. No, yeah, I like their team. I just they've came so close the last two years to beating us in Allen. So I guess let's just KU doesn't lose the nasty KU crowd yeah. games like that. It's like pretty the games rare. that are must wins. I'm trying to think. That would there be a good thing to them. kind of talk about this episode. Is like, what are those games where it's like huge revenge type style games? I mean, there's been. Like, I feel like West Virginia late in the year. So many times we played the them last and beat like them. five years. I feel like we always go to West Virginia in like mid January, and mm-hmm. then they come back in late February and we fuck them because they <laughs> they'll get up ten and then Huggins will complain about something. Luckily, yeah. we didn't see that this time because can't blame the refs when you lose by 107 <laughs> points. But yeah. All right, so I think we're all pretty much in agreement that uh, we'd probably put our money on the yes, right, at plus 170 or whatever it was. I would be pretty confident with that just because of a tie, like I said. I don't think we're going to win it outright. I think K-State's pretty likely going to tie. 
but right. I'm for sure put my money on the yes. But I love seeing those prop bets because it's just pretty interesting to see kind of where Vegas lies. Kind of adds some like context to it and what people outside of the Kansas City area think of what's actually going to happen. Saturday's just huge because they're up on us right now and they have a cupcake game at home. Yeah, don't see them losing. Who knows what that team would be so funny. But just wait, folks. I have a surprise in a little bit. Okay. Like we said, we're six point dogs at Tech, so I guess we're not expected to win. But you win, and you can't even worry about K State. Like I said, you take care of your own business. Yeah. So let's let's get on to it. A B hit us with the lines. K U versus Kansas State revenge game. Hit us with it. Before I get into the gambling part, I want to open up about something. Uh oh. I'm gonna use this platform as a. Way to get my message out. Uh, you sound like you're about to cry. Or I know. I might. I might start crying. It's pretty serious stuff. But uh, what for the past seven years? Oh boy. Uh, someone left all of us. Left us kind of in the hole. We really didn't know what to do. They'd been with us our whole lives. And you guys are looking like you have no idea what I'm about to say. Someone died. Who died? <laughs> Basically, someone died. Something died. Rest in peace to the Missouri Tigers-Kansas Jayhawks rivalry. Okay, I love that. Since then, I've been so hesitant to rule anyone a rival outside of like Kentucky and Duke because those games are just different. Mm -hmm. But you see Duke once every three years. You see Kentucky for the last, what, five years? We've seen them almost every year. But I don't know, man. I've been so hesitant to call K-State a rival, and I think I'm ready to to get past that. The past couple weeks have really made me fucking hate – K State, oh and I'm ready to admit that. So yeah, I've been one leading the charge that maybe it's just because I'm prisoner of the moment right now, and they're leading the Big Twelve. But I'm ready to say it. I think K State's our rival. So I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm going all in. I'm tired of them seeing. Oh, they're so obsessed with us. A fucking course we're rooting for you guys to lose when you're ranked ahead of us. Like that shit made me so mad. Oh boy. And when I saw that, I immediately just changed my thought, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go all in on hating them. It's much easier to hate them. And try to pretend like I don't care. So right now, yeah, I care about K State. I, I hate them, and they're my they're the rival in my mind. Wow, that was that was very strong of you, AB. You guys look terrified. You guys, that was quite. The, someone died that I, I didn't know about. Thought, yeah, I thought maybe like a because he really sounded like he was about to cry. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I mean, AB I did wish, not warn us that. that was I wish we had a video camera because you guys. I was wow. like, did someone die in like? Was it the is Saturday the anniversary of the death or something? I was like, what is happening? Almost, we're getting close to the last Mizzou game anniversary. True, February twenty fifth. So, so the thing is, some KU fans try to act like they don't cheer against K State, and all KU fans talk about is K State cares more about KU losing than they care about winning. But yeah, like you said, when a team's ahead of us in the Big Twelve race. Just when have like we not last cheered? Night. Last night I texted both of you guys after our seven-hour drive home from Topeka, <laughs> Kansas, which is insane. Unbelievable. Shout out to the snow and the zero snow plows heading east from Topeka. But Thanks for coming. They guys. literally didn't do their job last night. No, I was I was screaming the whole pod. Honestly, it's lucky that we're recording. We were sliding around. I, we could I was be dead. safe. Ryan could have this, you know deep conversation by himself like i just had a few guys but it, two people actually be dead so shout out to us for getting home um you know i'm basically denny hamlin out there shout out to daytona 500 but, but um we're so obsessed with this streak that it's so fun sometimes when the streak is like when the race is so close and you can you say k you takes care of business on a saturday you watch Texas Tech late at night. You watch West Virginia, right. and they, they're they losing, and you're just Baylor pumped. going to Ames last night and beat Iowa State to give them a fifth loss, which last pod we touched on it. We were worried we needed to get Iowa State a fifth loss. Yeah. And they got that last night. That's a and big thing. Teams, we didn't publicly say it because KU Twitter wasn't a thing. And obviously, you know, like the ESPN stuff, when KU Twitter's on, it's on. People are going to see it. People are going to retweet it. That's when we like to get stuff out. So part of the K-State-Iowa State tweet that we had was based on that. Last night, no one's on. It's just a snowstorm at 10 o'clock. No one's going to, like, hype up the Iowa State losing to Baylor, but that's a big thing in the Big 12. Like, that happens every single year. You go through my time hop, it's always shout-out K-State for beating Iowa State or shout-out whoever for beating whoever. It happens every single year, and I was fucking sick of it when I saw, oh, they're so obsessed with us. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I hate K-State. Fuck them. Fuck Ema. Oh, wow. Uh, Sandstorm, I love that. Keep that going. But, yeah, rivalry. I'm all in on the rivalry now. And I don't want to sound like a douche, but I feel like the rivalry is definitely going to heat up on the football field. Just because we both have new coaches. KU, I mean, KU should have won at 
Bill I mean, Snyder Stadium the holding last call, year. The second holding call is a joke. He oh won God. that game. So I definitely think it can heat up there. I know K-State loses a lot in basketball, but I'm all for another rivalry. Like, what's bad about that? K-State fans are sometimes nasty towards us. Yeah. I don't think we're too – I mean, every fan base has douchebags. KU has their own, but – Shout out fans of KU. <laughs> yeah, uh, band fans of KU. Uh, I'll say this. I It is more fun when KU, K-State are, are both playing well – and the rivalry's going, the fam. I mean, K-State fans are feeling themselves on Twitter, and I get it. It's like they got a veteran team. Those dudes play well. Like, they're leading the conference. They've had some huge road games, and we know, like, winning on the road is, like, the best feeling in the world. It makes you just so proud of your team. It makes you feel so cocky. Um, they've been feeling themselves. The, the reason I'm, like, hesitant to, like, fully hop on board for this to become, like, a huge rivalry is those guys are going to stink next year. It's kind of fun, though. Who do they have coming back? I mean, they're going to stink, so it's like, I guess, let's let's ride it out for the rest of the year and Cam, then maybe reevaluate. Cam Dean and Barry Brown are seniors, so they lose those guys. I yeah. don't know who they have coming in, Yeah, but they lose. I mean, Barry Brown's one of the best players in the conference. Dean's obviously one of the best. Cam's been playing for four years, pretty much. They yeah. have Sneed back, which I swore that dude was a senior. But He's about to be one of those guys that's like, is this guy ever going to graduate? Because mm-hmm. the Javon Carter, the Buddy Heels, the... Guy. By the way, Kyle Guy's a junior. That blew my mind. That's all serious. Kyle Guy is a junior. He's been at Virginia since 2004. He was in the McDonald's game like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, doing so, the dunk contest. No, <laughs> yes, was I, not, swear, no. I swear, Google it. Kyle Guy's a junior. So look forward to those tweets. You heard it here first. Breaking Ain't No Seats Pod. Everyone's going to talk about how Kyle Guy is still at Virginia next year. Just wait. But, <laughs> all right. Let's get on. Let's get on. AB, I appreciate you coming out and being open with your feelings about officially hating K-State. I get what you're saying. It's it's made it more fun, and it's going to be more fun to just hate them the rest of the way. But let's get into the game. Monday night, big Monday, Allen Fieldhouse. The Fieldhouse is going to be rocking like no other. We already talked about how many freaking camping groups there's going to be. How are you guys feeling about this game? Did you even hit us with the line in the over-under yet? I haven't touched on it yet. I was too busy opening up. But, uh, no... And I can go and start with this one again. It's KU minus seven. Uh, we've touched on it every single episode, I feel like. Ken Palm doesn't love K-State, so mm-hmm. that line doesn't surprise me too much. I would think maybe it's more like minus five yeah. in Vegas, although it really depends on what happens this weekend. But we're just going with what we have now. Um, I think. Oh, and the over-under is 129, which is hilarious. Um, I think I'm going to go with K-State and the points. Because Cole Peterson's going to be in the building. Oh, and we went gosh. into that. Now, I think KU wins, but I think it's going to be like that KU-Oklahoma State game that we referenced on Twitter a while back. Uh, the Marcus Smart game where we got up by like 20. But the next thing you know, it's a two-point game and Oklahoma State has the ball late. Like, oh, I think we, be we get out to a hot start. The crowd's rocking. And then, like, slowly but surely, K-State, like, Barry will hit a couple shots. And Dean always goes for 74 points against us. So, I'll, uh, I'll take K-State in the points and... <laughs> Third hammer of the night. Hammer the over. This one. Yeah. 129 is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah. I'll go with the over on that. There's no way the over-under should be in the 120s. Just yeah. because we score at home. Yeah. And, K, like, I think K-State will be down late, hit some shots. They've been hitting shots lately. Kind of what happened like. in Manhattan. Like, last night against West Virginia was just so frustrating because I feel like every time West Vaughn got back in the game, K-State would hit, like, six threes in a row what, every shot they took. What's the spread again for the KU? KU minus seven. I'll take I, uh, I'll take KU by double digits. I just well I'll take minus seven, but I think Allen, we'll win man. by double digits. Going to be a huge game regardless if we win or lose Saturday. Revenge game, rivalry game. We declared it a rivalry. Yes, the building's going to be insane. It should be the loudest game of the year unless the Baylor game comes down to yeah like I mean, Cat must win for the, for the race. But, yeah, the fans are going to be pissed off, especially if we do lose Saturday. That definitely will be the loudest. Yeah. But it's going to be loud no matter what. I just – I see us. Our guys are coming along. Marcus will be back. I just – I don't think K-State can score enough to beat us at home. We score I, – like I said, we score at home. Yeah. So, B-Turn's got uh, KU minus 7. AB has KSU plus 7. I think when it comes to the spread, I'm going to agree with A.B. on plus seven. I think the Hawks win, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's almost one of those games where, like, 
the atmosphere is going to be so absurd and there's going to be so much pressure and energy in the building. It's like these dudes are going to struggle with that, I'm afraid. Like I think – and I'll tell you this. I'm going to hammer over 129. That's my hammer of the week. Because if we don't hit that over, we're going to lose the game. That's what I'll say. If it hits, if the under hits, we lose the game. You don't think we can win first. it ugly? I don't think we're going to win an ugly like against an experienced 60. team. No, I don't think we win that. Uh, K-State has shown over and over again they play well late in road games. They just make plays. They did it at Baylor. They did it at Texas. They even, I mean, West Virginia, I guess they wasn't really late, but they took a run that West Virginia made, and they just handled it perfectly. They're definitely more experienced than us. Mm-hmm. So they've played. And also, talking with the game, you got to talk about their seniors and how they haven't won here. they got mm-hmm. three seniors who I've said have been playing. Basically, since day one, Dean played as a freshman. I think they all did. Yeah, they want to win here so badly, and they know if they win here, that wraps it up. Yeah, and, and I don't KU streak. I don't think it's that rare that a team, a group of seniors, will go zero and four at Allen Field. That's pretty normal. But the difference is they've come so close that it's like they've tasted the chance to do it, but they haven't done it. So my thing is, I want, uh, I t- it would be a nightmare for them to one not only in the streak but also do it while sweeping us in the regular season. Bill's not going to let that happen. The Hawks are going to win that game. Um, but you know what I love? We Remember back before the last two years? It was just a given. When K-State came down on Fieldhouse, we slaughtered them. It'd be like 16-2. to two, Frank Martin would call a timeout. Bruce Weber would call a timeout. Whoever it was, we just always slaughtered them in Allen Fieldhouse. I want that to come back. I want, that, I want us to get back on the streak where it's like five years in a row. We win by 25-plus. Let's do that. How could you not take minus seven then? Because he wants it to happen. I'm I want sure it to he happen. wants KU minus seven, but I think I think we'll cover, man. I think we're gonna win by double digits. I really do. I think Diedrich I think Diedrich will have a day. He struggled, I felt like last time. And yeah, had, he's gonna his he's, numbers were good, but he was like he only shot like thirty five percent. He just looked kind of tired really. That's why I think this off week's coming at a perfect time. Also Oach struggled there. I think he's gonna we make all up. All did, man. Yeah. Grimes was I think uh, they'll see the real Ochai. They'll finally see how legit he is and the fact that that game was close is still mind-boggling to me yeah. the fact that we ever had a chance to win it was a three-point game with like a minute left i know that's what i was just about to say like we you had so many turn we had 22 we, turnovers 22 23 turnovers dotson wasn't playing well Diedrich didn't play well it, Vic was it is kind of coaching cr- staff on the sideline like it was insanity <laughs> yeah it is kind of crazy we were in that game um and obviously i mean i don't we don't really blame the officials when we turned the ball over that many times but like i don't think we got the whistle we're gonna get it out on field house we're gonna get a no way chance. better whistle so if we, if we do get that whistle k-state <laughs> fans will talk about it for years it will yeah. literally there will be a okay hammer this assumption if ku is in the advantage they have 12 fouls called against k-state three fouls against ku ku's favored in them there will be a book written about that night by Hammer. K-State fans. Especially and there's going to be a section in Walmart where they have the Decade of Dominance DVD right now playing where they won like 16 games in Big 12 he's, play. He's taking this and they won one so conference serious. title. And they never won a national title. And they okay. should have won a national title in 1998. But no, no. They, they lost a double-digit lead with five minutes left against Texas A&M. Hilarious video if you guys want to go Shout watch that. Shout out Michael Bishop. I yep. watched it. But yep. Wow, but, AB. Uh, AB is but all no, in on this rivalry. Here's the thing. They will shit a brick if it is thirteen to two KU. And Anything else. near that too. If it's like two nothing, they're gonna lose their minds. That's not or twelve to three. They they would even admit that though is the crazy. Not thing. even K State only like you know Gottlieb's gonna be talking shit. Yeah, and it's gonna lead on Parrish and Norlander's podcast. Yeah, and it's gonna be on the ESPN bottom line. And Huggins will probably yeah. have some sly comment about it in like a midweek news conference. Like I'm not even trying to dog K State fans at all. I'm just saying I any basketball. <laughs> that's cool, but I'm saying any game that's twelve three foul differential something's gonna be said, especially right. when, especially when it's like in a tight game down the stretch. I don't think. It should ever be 12-3. Yeah, I mean, I we're obviously going to get a better whistle at Allen Fieldhouse. We always do. Um, I guess we we haven't even talked about Marcus being back for this game. I think it'll play a huge part. It'll be interesting to see. Do you think we'll play 2-3 zone at all? I mean, we did at Bramlage. They kind of started to carve it up the second half. We went away from it. I'm kind of gearing or leaning towards we won't play 2-3 zone at home because I don't think we might need to but i don't know what that's, are you feeling that's the thing it's the game script because it depends how the game like how the game starts and if k-state comes out hot and we're not guarding and they're hitting shots you go zone because they struggled against our zone and then you have marcus that's going to play in this game he'll guard one of their maybe guard barry brown 
guard one of their best scores. I'm sure Dotson will be on uh, Kamal Stokes, but we'll have Dots or we'll have Garrett to make our defense better. So with zone, I mean, it just depends how the game goes. Yeah, and you know, Bill doesn't want to play zone. He never likes to do that. It'll just be kind of like a desperate time. But it is good to know in our back pocket that like K State has struggled against the zone, and I think they'll even struggle more in a home environment when it's loud and it's harder to communicate. Um, with Bruce screaming on the sidelines, telling him what to do. I am excited to have Marcus back. He'll probably be even more healthy for that game against K-State. I think he's a huge part. I mean, we were talking on pods about him being like our freaking second best player when he got hurt. So I'm hoping he comes back pretty healthy. I would imagine if that West Virginia game would have been a really important game, I honestly think Marcus would have played. I just think we knew we didn't need him, so why do it? Uh, So I think Marcus is going to play a huge part on Saturday and then a ton on Monday. It'll be interesting, man. I, I think we're confident we're going to win, but I do I do think it's going to be stressful. I think it's going to be a stressful, and I like how you guys compared it to the past West Virginia teams. This K-State team, in a weird way, they don't play the full-court press, but like they are an experienced Barry Brown's kind of like a Javon Carter-type dude. Stokes is like a Daxter Miles-type dude. They just have experience, and they're, I don't – I don't think they're that scared of Allen Fieldhouse like a lot of teams that come in are. They shouldn't be because they've been through it. They know what's coming. Yeah. They've but also, the past couple of years. So yeah, they might not see quite this atmosphere just because this is – I feel like we kind of play K-State first, too, in the Big 12 most yeah, of the time. That yeah, that's always been my argument with the Big 12 scheduling is, like, we always – the past couple of years, at least, we've played them during winter break. Mm-hmm. And then we go to K State where everyone's back. My like, I wish we could play K State over winter break because there'd be like twelve people there. Yeah, now that's probably false. <laughs> but I mean, like getting students to go, like it's obviously it's going to hurt them more than it hurt us because Manhattan is two hours away from Kansas City, where we're thirty minutes away. Yeah, but no, I I remember last year it was an eleven a.m. game, I think. So I remember waking up to the news that Sylvia was eligible. Yeah, at like nine in the morning, and I mean we basically started then, from there. When and then the year before was Big Monday. But it was also like right after New Year's. Is that the SVI? SVI buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah it was like I remember I got back from Mexico because I was in Mexico for New Year's Eve, and it was like I didn't even go to the game because yeah. I was just so exhausted. It was like, like the second of January used. or something, and it was I mean winter break, so big with, Monday atmospheres are a right. lot different at Allen. So mm-hmm. big Monday at Allen with the students back with two hundred, and it, the way the camping works, you know, there's going to be at least fifty groups that go the day of to just sign up to get a number. Oh yeah. So it's like there there might be three hundred groups by the end of the week. Like that would be, this thing's going to be absurd, especially if we beat Tech on Saturday. Yeah. No matter what happens Saturday, it's this is the streak right here. Yeah. Like the streak's on the line. No matter what, it's going to be a must win. Like because if we get swept, like we said a week ago, it's like God, dude. I don't know how I would feel about winning the Big Twelve, even though it's. It's going to be tough this well, year no matter what. Even then, like, say we say we go into Tech and win, and K-State takes care of business against a bad Oklahoma State team at home. We're still back a game going into the K-State game. So if we lose that game to K-State, we're down two with three to play. Plus they swept us, plus we still have two road games. There's no chance we win the Big Yeah, game. our loss cannot – if we go one-on-one, our loss cannot be no. K-State. Now K-State, we, no matter what, if we win or lose against Tech, is a must-win. Right. Now if we lose to Tech – or if we beat Tech and lose the no, yeah, if we lose the Tech and beat K State, we're still only one game back with three to play. That's still possible. Yeah. The problem is, is we're still handing K State a loss where they're probably not going to lose to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go in and beat us. They're two and zero regardless, and then we're losing at least one game. It's, yeah. it's just over. So that's an absolute must win. And I don't know the last time we had an absolute must win, especially at home. I can't really remember either. But speaking of streaks, we got another streak on the line. When's the last time we lost a big Monday home game? I think we've won 30-ish in a row. That's stupid. It's insane. When I try to think of home losses, I can only think of weekend games. Yeah. Like I, Oklahoma State maybe, last year was at home. Well, when was the Texas Tech game? Texas last Tech was year. a Sunday. No. Sunday on CB or Saturday on CBS. No. no. That was a weekday last year. It was year. a weeknight. I think at it was home. a Tuesday. Oh, I'm thinking though. of Oklahoma State at home. That was like, yeah, it was, was a Tuesday. That was early on. In Texas Tech was a Tuesday. Yeah, because Oklahoma State was definitely CBS because we've talked just in our text thread. Like, mm. I feel like CBS after new games, we haven't played well lately. Okay, yeah. But so Tuesday, Big Monday, though, I don't know, man. We Tech was a loss games. at home. Yeah, I, in my in the last, like, 10 years, I can't think of a Big Monday home loss, and that's insane. And now 
I've now terrified myself that the streak is. <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, what if so all our now, streaks just come tumbling down Monday night? You big just jinxed streak, it. Big Monday yeah. streak. You brought up this streak. You jinxed it. Cole's going. He's a jinx. So, oh yeah, I'm, I might want to change my pick to K State money line. But, <laughs> like, the Saturday games, like we've said, it could be early. They could be at like three, but this one you get. It's, I'm assuming it's at eight on Monday. Eight on yeah. Monday. You have all day people getting off work, driving up there. It's just always a different atmosphere. Students getting out of class a little early. People have starting to drink a little bit, get a little bit rowdy. It's I gonna mean, be buzzing, man. I love there's there's certain games. I go to all the games. Some of those games you roll up. I get there like 15 minutes before. You see the alma mater. You see tip off. It's fine. It's a good time. These K State games are the games you get there like an hour before. And the field house is just buzzing you from know, the entire yeah, time. You have a feel up. based on when you step in the building on how the environment's going to be. Yeah. And I mean, we know before that it's going to be crazy, but you just, you know when it's going to be dead. I know, you, Ryan, you tweeted this out that it was a TCU game, that it was a dead environment or something before the game. Yeah. It was over winter break. We were coming up oh, a loss. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, you can just tell when the field house feels dead. And you can tell that in like the intro videos too. Mm-hmm. If there's no here comes the Hawks. Yeah. I have another over under while we're talking about this. Over under three and a half videos before tip off for KUK State. Three and a half. Okay, so give me one on the I love this. We used to do this on Twitter all the time. Give me one on the Here Come the Hawks. Give me two automatically intro video. Give me three pre tip. Ah, three and a half before tip, Four are we talking? Lot. Are we talking yes. three and a half? Because I'll take over three and a half for the whole game. Oh, for sure. But I just don't know where Pre-tip. you squeeze. Where do you squeeze in another video? So here's my thing. Jeez. With the like we've talked about, the last huge rivalry game we've had was K State Missouri, right? Or, I'm Missouri. sorry, KU Missouri in 2012, yeah. the last yeah, yeah, one, yeah. and that was different as the last one. Mizzou was always a bigger rival, even though I'm team hate K State now. It was always a different feel, especially since it was the last one. So. That one went, here come the Hawks, uh, intro video right before the team introductions into a video of like an old movie saying Missouri yeah, is we a don't piece like of shit. The, we don't yeah. like the stuff from Missouri. It's, right. We're Jayhawkers. It's tainted. And I don't know. Yeah, people know went absurd. People went bonkers. And then it went into the pre-tip, which, you know, the decibel <sighs> meter and everything. See, are you not calling that one video? I would almost consider that one video. I don't just because <laughs> there's... there's just completely different settings like i know they kind of lead into each other and there's no like break between but i don't know and there could also be one before here come the hawks like say there's one uh, here come the hawks is with like four minutes left mm-hmm. say there's one like before they do the rock chalk chant or something yeah and they show like highlights from past kuk state games or i still or i've been kind of win streak or something i've been kind of vocal on twitter about not loving the allen Fieldhouse in game video people lately. lately hasn't been great so i'm gonna take the under because i don't trust them to really just blow me away so i don't know be turned i got i fours a lot before the game yeah i take i take the under just I wanted the a it. here comes bill self video so bad can you imagine a montage of all of bill's fist bumps all of blowing into his hands nuts blowing into his hands and he comes out and it's like here comes bill bam comes out oh my god always minute chills right now. what if they do like a Big Twelve Street video, or like a that was another one. I thought no of. pressure, no diamonds, or something. Right. I think they might, but they, they might, might incorporate that with the "Here Come the Hawks" or yeah, pre-tip or something. But one, like one note, I want to talk about for the game, and it's weird that I think this guy is like a big factor for this game because he's a good player. Like outside of us, he doesn't do much, but Cardi Chada, That's he true. always he's played well against us every time, and That's he shouldn't point. be playing. Last year at the Fieldhouse, he had like twenty. Remember, because yeah. they almost won, and that was like his breakout game. Yes, he I was hitting threes, that. and he then obviously he had the crazy windmill in Manhattan. He hit a, I, th- I don't think he missed a three. He was like, he was either two for two or three for three. Twelve but for twelve. That's a big part of their team because he can stretch the floor out and hit. Yeah, he can hit a, threes. That's a good point. I totally forgot about that. That's a huge loss. So it's like, I guess we're losing Vic, but <laughs> as we discussed, Vic in Manhattan was doing us no favors. His plus minus was an absolute debacle, and. So now we're getting Marcus back, and they're taking Cardi away. So I don't know. I love that. It. I think we're just gonna win, guys. We're yeah. gonna win. I mean, it's Bill Self. It's Allen Fieldhouse. It's backs against the wall. It's just what KU does. It's what they win, and they've been doing it for a billion years now. So yeah, I'm confident. And the reason I don't did Dean guard Diedrich in Manhattan. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because we. 
I don't know. Mitch played a lot though, so we were playing um, two bigs. But I guess I don't really remember May Ween. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember. The thing with May Ween is he's a big presence down low. He's huge and he can block shots and kind of make a difference in the game. But he kind of gets in foul trouble a lot, so he gets in foul trouble. The other big men got to come in. And Dean's a great player, but defensively, I don't know how much of a difference he really makes. Like he'll he can guard, but I don't know if he's gonna block so many shots or be a rim protector. Yeah. I just think getting Mayween out of the game is big, no matter what. Just because, like I said, he's a big dude. And Stalker, I mean, he's not very good. Like I would love the more that dude plays, the better our chances. Um, one note on Mayween, my favorite thing about him. I don't know if you guys caught the game last night. The dude just can't make dunks. He, he missed eight. three wide open dunks last night. It was one of the more absurd things I've ever seen. I can't imagine if a KU player did that. KU Twitter would go berserk. Like, it was hilarious. So, um, I don't know. Maybe a little prop bet. Who makes a dunk first, Diedrich or Mayween for that game? I'll take Mayween <laughs> yeah. every day. Because at least he's missing and trying. Diedrich won't even put up attempt. Give me Chris Tehan dunking before Diedrich. <laughs> By the way, Chris Tehan, come on the pod. Three balls. We know you want to. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. What other, what other notes you got on K-State? I'm just... I think they're they have veterans and they've still won ten of eleven, so I think it'll be a tough game regardless. For sure, I am uh, I'm sticking with it. Like I, I do think it's just going to be a really good game where it it's. I think Bill said it before. It's like a it's a building win or it's in a field house win. Like Bill has talked about how field house just wills you to wins at some point. I think that's the type of game it's going to be. I think K State's going to come to play and I think they're going to give their absolute best shot. Those dudes, like you said, they want to win in Allen Fieldhouse, and I think it's very possible they do. So we got to come out, we got to hit shots, and yep. uh, I don't know, man. Biggest week in streak history is what we're yeah. calling it, and I think it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to next week's episode for sure because I'm hoping, hoping we're talking about the Hawks winning two massive games in route to their 15 straight Big 12 championship. Yeah, you win both, and you're basically celebrating 15 straight. All right, and then before we get out of here, there's only got a few things left for you guys. I have a toss-up that I wanted to throw your way in terms of gambling. If I gave you, and for our, for our like standings, I'll give you 5-1. to one. If you take yes and it happens, you get five points. You're only risking one, though. If you take no, you're going to have to risk five, but you only get one if you get it right. Okay. Five to one. Does LeGerald Vick see the court at Allen Fieldhouse again this year? I'm saying I'm hammering no, no chance. No. Bill has been saying way too many things about the locker room lately. Oh, the locker room is great. Everything, everyone's being so positive. Attitudes are amazing. Those are shots. Bill knows what he's doing. He's making it clear. He's setting it up for him to not return. And I think we all kind of had our ideas um, when that that stuff happened. So. I'm hammering no. There's no chance that LeGerald is ever in a Jayhawk uniform ever again. Roll with it. We've definitely played better without him since he's been gone. I know we haven't played the best teams, but just the locker room after the TCU game, we just looked different and everyone seemed happy. But I think no is the easy answer, but I kind of want to say yes just for fun. <laughs> I know, didn't didn't Bill say yesterday that we're welcoming, we're welcoming him back no matter what? Part of, yeah, he said something that was like he didn't really give any insight on if he would come back or not, but he said once he gets those things figured out, we'd be happy to welcome him back. Now, part of that, I think, was like you or like Ryan touched on. He said so much about how good the locker room's been, and it all coincides with when LeGerald left. I think that's fair to say. Obviously, there is some stuff going on with LeGerald, family matters, personal reasons. Um, no one really knows what's going on. We don't want to get into that or speculate, but I think it's fair to say that the timing with that coincides with this team turning the corner, winning, playing better, locker room going crazy. So I don't know. I think part of what Bill was saying yesterday was to kind of save face to make it seem like, you know, we're not saying fuck LeGerald, like back off. We're saying we're still supporting him, but also this is kind of happening as well with his, with him being on. Yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> it. I wonder how much differently we'd be looking at this if we weren't, if it wouldn't have happened the same week, where he's on the court yelling at the coaches. Uh, he had a rough game against K-State. He was missing defensive assignments. Bill was so mad at him in that first half. Like, I wonder if he would have just kind of had a normal game in Manhattan and wasn't kind of the talking point, how we would be feeling about this leave of absence. But to me, it's like... Just the signs are there. Yeah. It's like when there's smoke, there's fire, and I feel like we've heard some things and there's been things said, especially by Bill. 
it's definitely just like it, it feels like he's not going to be back unless and maybe those things Bill is talking about him. Maybe it is an attitude type thing. If he wants to figure out the attitude, maybe Legerald's like, "Fuck you, dude! I don't want to play for you. You piss me off." Oh, right. We'll and even see. like not even this year. I mean, like even the off season, there was when Legerald decided to originally leave KU, whether it be to pursue a pro career, go to the draft, go overseas, whatever. There was a real quote from Self saying. If LeGerald comes back to play college basketball, it will be somewhere else. Yeah. And then everything just kind of happened where a couple months later it came out that they were talking and there were some interests and we didn't get uh, Langford, who ended up in Indiana. So there was a spot still for a wing and, you know, things just kind of came together. So, I mean, there has been some rocky roads with this relationship for more than just the past month or so. But um, I don't know. I would probably take no on that as well. Is, but this, I thought, is this going on the gambling standings? Yeah, like I said, if if you took so you took yes, I'm gonna if, I gotta take no then. Okay, so I just I don't see it. Fun, what right? I, we really, I want to have we fun, really but up those uh, gambling standings with this. Right. Well, we all the took thing the is, if bet. you take yes and it hits, you get five points, and if it doesn't hit, you only lose one. Yeah, it's, it's like a five to I mean, one. Okay, I'll say the underdog was yes. Let me yeah. get let me get yes then. So yeah. be, I think it would be a cool story. What if Legerald comes back with a great attitude and he comes back and just starts knocking down shots like he was in non-con when he was carrying us. Because we've been saying our team's coming along, freshmen are growing. You bring LeGerald back with a good attitude, and the guy can score it sometimes. So that just adds another element to the team. It would be so fun to just get, like, banana land LeGerald back where he's just hitting from anywhere on the floor, contested threes, step-back threes, talking shit after he makes threes. Like, it would be fun. I just uh, – I don't know. I still don't see it. I think Bill has kind of made it clear. It's been interesting how they've handled it because, like, Diedrich's coming out and being like, yeah, we expect him back. And Bill's, if you guys said he said that yesterday, I don't even remember. I don't remember hearing him say that, but that's interesting. But I'm still rolling with no. Like you said, the team's just been playing great, and uh, I don't think Bill's going to mess with that. So give me no. All righty. And then the final thing, this doesn't have to do with gambling or not, but uh, a few weeks ago we were nominated for the uh, Best of Lawrence podcast of the year for Lawrence. Uh, pretty cool thing. So we'll include, we'll tweet out some links for that. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you guys go vote for us and, uh, Show us some love. It would be cool if we uh, you know, could get some votes in for that, maybe win it. Uh, the voting lasts until February 28th, uh, so we'll tweet out you know, a link, some instructions. So it would be awesome if you could do that. We'd really appreciate it over here. Yeah. yeah. We'd also we'd appreciate if you guys could go on the podcast page on iTunes and throw us a five-star, maybe write up a review. We'd just really appreciate that if you guys have any time. And <laughs> please come to the Fieldhouse on Monday if – you can get some tickets, come be loud, and Shit, go to it'll Lubbock. be a must-win. Yeah. Get to Lubbock if you can. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Like we said, Saturday, Monday, as big as we can get. Uh, yeah, for sure. Do what they said. Go vote Best of Lawrence. Uh, go leave us a review, a five-star. Follow us on Instagram at Ain't No Seats Pod. We're still trying to grow that Instagram. Follow us on Twitter if you're just now listening. And don't follow us at Ain't No Seats Pod. And remember to go listen to that Tyshawn episode because I promise you we've said it, but like it is fire. It is amazing. So that's all we got. Looking forward to that big week. And uh, rock chop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.